Bedrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. What is up, Giants fans? This is Double G for... The solo version of Thompson to Clark here for your podcast ears only. Uh, Brad and I recorded last night or Tuesday night, and we talked about the possibility of Bob Melvin joining the Giants as manager. That absolutely happened today. There was a press conference, and he was announced as the manager. And I took down some notes. I watched press conference. I thought there was some a couple of interesting things to uh, to bring up, to raise as we discuss this team through the offseason and into the beginning of next season. Greg Johnson started the press conference. You know, and the one thing about this is the Giants are a professional baseball team. Why are these things always awkward? Why does it feel like Greg Johnson and Bob Melvin have never talked before? Why does it feel like Farhan Zaidi and Bob Melvin uh, you know, or just like people who've seen each other for the first time. And maybe, you know, actually in that in that situation, it's not because they had worked together in the past, but it just felt like there were three people in this press conference and none of them had ever talked to each other before. Not to say that they have to practice the press conference or, you know, get some reps in, tell each other what the points are. It just felt so awkward. Anyways, Greg Johnson talked about welcoming Bob back home, the Bay Area native Bob Melvin. Then Farhan came on and he said uh, that he wanted to thank the Padres for being so accommodating. And later we learned that there was no compensation. So San Diego uh, let Melvin out of his contract and the Giants just picked it up. And what we also learned was that uh, Melvin signed a three-year deal, so he is with the team through the 2026 season. And uh, then someone asked Farhan later about his contract situation. He only had one year left, and he said that he was signed to the same time frame as Bob, or or maybe Greg Johnson said that. So both of these guys are going to be lock in step for the next three years as they build this team and put this team together. Uh, Farhan mentioned that there was definitely a comfort level between the two of them. Uh, He also talked about how confident he was that Bob Melvin could lead the clubhouse. I don't know if that was a shots fired at one Gabe Kapler. Uh, They decided to put the jersey on Bob. And again, another one of these awkward things. It's almost like no one has ever put on clothes on television before. Uh, But Bob Melvin is wearing the number six, which is my favorite number, thanks to my favorite player and One of the namesakes of this podcast, Robbie Thompson. I know that J.T. Snow also wore number six, but Robbie wore it first. Uh, And so Bob Melvin started talking. He said it was surreal that as a Bay Area sports fanatic that he is now managing the San Francisco Giants. He said something to the effect of, you know, my favorite team was basically what team in the Bay Area during the right season. So it was the Warriors during basketball season. I thought that was kind of fun because that's sort of the same, sort of how we all feel. If you follow all the sports, like your favorite team is the one that's playing at that moment. And he said it was something that he didn't even really dream about being a Bay Area kid, a Bay Area uh, college 
uh, being being the Bay Area in college. I think he went to Cal, uh, managing with the A's, playing for the Giants, and then come, now coming back to the Giants. He said the city uh, is what matters, and the team being in the city and representing the team in the city of San Francisco is very important to him. So we learned some stuff during the questions. I thought there's some pretty good questions that were asked by these uh, reporters. Um, Melvin said that things transpired this past year in San Diego, and it left a narrative of him being the lame duck manager with one year left on his contract. And he was what he was talking about was this uh, story that he and uh, AJ Preller were not getting along. And he said he thought that would have been unfair to the team, sort of the story of the GM and the manager not getting along being bigger than, you know, all of the great players that they have. Uh, he talked about Roger Craig, the hum baby. And I mentioned with Brad on Tuesday that two of my favorite Giants teams ever, 1986 and 1987, really when we we kind of started to see this youth movement with these really, really good players. And Bob was on 86 through 88, I believe. And so Roger Craig was the manager of those teams. And, and Bob said that Roger forced him to watch the game like a manager would. He didn't go too into detail but I thought that was a very interesting and I wonder if Roger saw something in Bob and and Brenly he, he mentioned Brenly Bob Brenly and so I wonder if that was just the way he wanted his catchers to watch the baseball game is sort of like how he watched the game uh, and Bob Brenly was also a manager in, in the big leagues uh, Greg Johnson made maybe the most tone deaf statement in in this press conference where they were talking about the luxury tax, and he was saying that, you know, you could go past the tax for a year if you if you wanted to, but you'd, it's not something that you wanted to live above. And he said, you know, even the highest spending teams don't necessarily always win, talking about this year. And then he said something to the effect about breaking even. And if there's one thing that you don't want to tell your fan base at a press conference. Remember what a press conference is. It is a PR event. It is a way to show the goodness of your team in a big way. Uh, this was covered on a bunch of different platforms. And then Greg Johnson decided to talk about the financials of his baseball team. Well, Greg, you know, I don't want to play devil's advocate here, but you know, if the team was actually kind of exciting, if maybe you had signed somebody who was worth, you know, going to see on a daily basis, may maybe you wouldn't have to worry about breaking even. Like, he didn't say what the fault was, but he said it in a way in which I think he wanted some sympathy. Sorry, buddy, it's not happening. You're not getting sympathy on a statement like that. Just go and find players and win baseball games and silently reap the benefits of that because I don't imagine you are barely breaking even when the Giants were winning World Series championships. So let's let's uh yeah pretty pretty tone deaf statement I thought by uh by Johnson. Uh he also said that uh Bob also said that he hopes that his familiarity with the Asian players and he went through a lot of the Asian players who he managed he, he hoped that that resonated, but, you know, there was questions asked of him. 
about when it came to the selling of the franchise, uh, the salesmanship of, of bringing in some of these free agents. He was like, yeah, I hope it works. You know, he was, I think he was a little realistic there knowing that the Giants have come in second on a lot of these free agents. So will Bob Melvin be the guy who brings it home, baby? I kind of feel like that's going to be more buster and just the role and maybe a promise from Farhan and Bob as far as the talents and, you know, maybe utilizing them a little bit more in the way that they want. If you're Sean Manea, I don't imagine that you thought that you were being utilized to the best of your ability to then hit the free agent market again. And that means something to these guys. You you sign with a team and you want to be, uh, you and especially if it's just a one-year deal, you know, it's it's your chance to go back out into the market. And so for Manea to be like a three-and-a-half-inning pitcher, I'm sure that that didn't do a ton of good for uh, for his free agent status. I think that is going to be a big thing, but those also, that's also not going to be a big deal for the, the biggest folks, right? Your, your Shohei Otani, um, he's, he, they're not going to care. You know, the Giants are going to use Shohei the way that Shohei wants them to use Shohei. And you don't have to worry about the pitching side for at least this year. But, you know, there's no selling Shohei. It's, you know, you're not selling here's how we're going to use you necessarily right now. It's just really where Shohei wants to play and, and, and how you are going to invest in your team, which is again, why that stupid Greg Johnson comment just kind of bothered me. Um, Phil Garner and Billy Bean and Sal Bando were three of the people who Bob believed that really made him the baseball person that he is and why he believes he's, he's very well-rounded as a manager uh, Bob said this may have been the only job he would have listened to, but I do wonder if he didn't take this job, I wonder if there would have been some sort of uh, buyout or something in San Diego so they they could find their guy. I, I kind of wonder if the reason they didn't do that originally was, uh, you know, maybe they did think that they could get a little compensation from the Giants, which it doesn't sound like like happened. But uh, I, I'm not quite sure Bob would have managed the, this year if it wasn't for the Giants. Uh, he talked about uh, meeting Buster for the first time, other than managing against Buster. He said, talked to him for the first time. He was very happy. It was only about winning, and he liked being on the same side as Buster. And he kind of made a joke about all the times that you know it was hard managing against Buster. Um, and uh, Farhan also mentioned speaking to Sean Manea about Bob. I think that is the only player on the current roster who Bob has actually managed before. Uh, that doesn't mean because uh, uh, Manea could still opt out, so that, that doesn't mean any you know that he's coming back necessarily. Uh, and then I saw uh, an interview with Farhan on uh, CSN Bay Area with uh, Carlos Ramirez and. Farhan said he it sounded like Bob was their guy. Now Farhan did interview a few others, some internal candidates, some external candidates. Uh and it sounds like they if they had an opportunity to hire Bob, they were going to hire Bob. But he also wanted to make sure the timing was right and sort of respectful and responsible in reaching out to discuss this with with the Padres. That that seemed to be a big deal. And maybe why it all kind of came uh, to a point in the last few days 
And then he also said it, it could take uh, a week to 10 days to finalize the coaching staff. And again, he kind of made this comment that made me wonder if he was ta- really talking about what Kapler didn't do versus what Melvin does do. He says the team will run through a wall for Bo Mel. And I was thinking, hmm, does that mean they didn't really do that for Cap? That's interesting. It's just an interesting the way that he said those things, knowing what we know about the last uh, last couple of uh, of, of months of, of Gabe Kapler. And then uh, I saw Melvin interviewed, and he really didn't say too much. He just said he wanted to create respect within his clubhouse and then and a winning culture immediately. He kept circling back to what we all circle back to, 2021, where they won 107 games. Uh, but that was two years ago now. So uh, we're going to have to create a, a new example for us to uh, to discuss or to, to talk about. Hopefully that is happening with Bob. And I'm going to quote one Brad Evans, co-host of Thompson to Clark. He said, I've got Melvin Hype. 100 wins next year. Write it down. There you go. You get your prediction for Brad Evans. He's 100% in on Bob Melvin. It was the guy that I wanted them to hire as well. I think it's the perfect fit. I think it's the perfect balance with what Kapler didn't have. Um, and, And maybe Bob isn't going to be as analytics heavy, as player development heavy as Kapler was. But I think... When it comes to being in an actual partnership with uh, Farhan Zaidi, I think having a better balance is going to work uh, pretty well. And I, I just really hope that the players respond. There was a sense of disconnection, I think, from Kapler that we started to hear more about this season. So that is uh, that is the other thing is is just Melvin having that respect of the players, and you know being. The guy who, you know, people are looking to for leadership, which, again, I don't know that that was Kapler's deal. So, all right. Uh, That is it. Your short mini-sode of Thompson and Clark. Just wanted to recap all the things that happened with with Bob Melvin. On this network, we will have uh, a preview of sorts for 49ers and... uh, and uh, Bengals this weekend, either Friday or Saturday. Little another little mini episode from me, and then Rod and I will be back Sunday after Forty Niners Bengals, and you will hear that in this feed as well. So, thanks to everyone for listening. I'm Double JC. When we see you, peace out.